In Christ, I am chosen to be holy and blameless. If there was nothing more to it than that, and I really understood what it meant to be chosen to be holy and blameless, it would change my whole walk with Jesus. But there's a lot more than that. Verse 6, verse 7 says that in Christ I am redeemed and I am forgiven. Now those are some things that we've understood in the past. Verses 7 and 8 tells us that the riches of His glory have been made abundant in Christ. The riches, or the riches of His grace have been made abundant in Christ. They are made abundant to me. I have the riches of His grace because I am in Christ. Verse 9 tells us that He has revealed the mystery of His will in Christ. And He's revealed it to me, to you, because we are in Christ. Verse 11 says that we have obtained an inheritance in Christ. Verse 13 says that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise in Christ. And then... If you turn over to chapter 2, and let's read verses 4 through 7. But God, being rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By, Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, in order that in the ages to come He might show the surpassing riches of His grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Verse 6 there tells us once again that because we are in Christ Jesus, we are seated with God in the heavenly places. Already. Now. Not later. Now. Turn to Colossians chapter 2. All of these verses are being used simply to set the stage for some specific time in one passage. Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf, and for those who are at Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ Himself, in whom, now Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with persuasive argument. For even though I am absent in body, nevertheless I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, so lead your life, so let the full scope of your activity be. In the same way that you were born again, now live. The same way you were born again, now live. In faith. By faith. Having been firmly rooted and now being built up in Him 
and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in Him, in Christ, all the fullness of deity, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form. And in Him, we have been made complete. Complete. Perfect. Full. In Christ. And He is the head over all rule and authority. And in Him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with Him through faith in the working of God who raised Him from the dead. And when you were dead in your transgressions and the circumcision of your flesh, He made you alive together with Him having forgiven us all our transgressions. Turn over to chapter 3 and let's read the first four verses there. If then you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. First Corinthians one thirty. You will remember that uh, prior to this point, Paul is telling the Corinthians that this basic thought that God's ways are just different from man's ways. He's sort of paraphrasing the scripture that talks about God's thoughts being higher than man's thoughts, God's ways being higher than man's ways. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And then after saying all of that, he gives us this very profound scripture, 1 Corinthians 1.30. He says, but by his doing, but by God's doing, by but why by what God has done, you have been placed in Christ Jesus. But by His doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. You see, we are in Christ Jesus, not by what we've done, but by what He's done. He has placed us into Christ Jesus. It is His doing, it is not my doing. We know that we're not saved by works. We're saved by faith through grace or grace through faith. We are saved because it is free. It is all that God has done. It is not anything that we have done. And at the same time now, 
We want to see that not only are we saved, but when we are saved, we're, we're placed in Christ Jesus, and we are placed in Christ Jesus by the Father Himself. He is the one who's done it. I haven't done it. Now, I didn't know it for a long time that it had been done. I didn't know for a long time that that's where I was. And I didn't live like where I was. I didn't live like the person I was. I lived like a person that I wasn't. We'll get into that a little bit later as we get into Romans chapter 6. By God's doing, I have been placed into Christ Jesus. Now, it's Christ Jesus who has become to every one of us, every believer, He has become, become to us several things. He has become to us wisdom from God. He has become to us righteousness. He has become to us sanctification. He has become to us redemption. Now, we know that we've been redeemed. All of us have lived in the fact that we have been redeemed. It's only in the last few years we've become to live in the fact that not only have I been redeemed, but God is in the process through the Holy Spirit in me and sanctifying me and making me more and more like Jesus. He's changing me from glory to glory. Day by day by day, He is making me more and more like the firstborn among many brethren, like Jesus Himself. And we certainly have not wanted to grasp the concept, even beyond sanctification, that could we possibly be righteous. That scares us. But the Bible says very clearly, we are righteous in Him. I am in Christ Jesus, and Christ Jesus has not only been made to me redemption, not only has He been made to me sanctification, but He has been made to me Righteousness, and he has been made to me wisdom from God. This is not something for the future. It says, but by his doing you are in. There are three things that we need to know about this. This is in the Aries tense, meaning it's done once and that's it. By his doing you are in. It has been done. It will not be done again. Christ has finished the work. Secondly, it's passive. That means it's already happened. So, folks, if I don't believe it or if you don't believe it, we're just believing something that's already happened or failing to believe something that's already happened. We, we are like the servant girl who came to the gate. You remember Peter was in prison? It looked like the next day his, he, he was going to probably join John. He was going to lose his head. They were going to make a spectacle of him. And the whole church was gathered to pray. And the servant girl went to the gate as Peter knocked because God had let him out of jail. And she looked at him, and she just turned and left, went back and says, he's there. And they wouldn't believe it. They were asking God to do it and wouldn't even believe that God would do what they were asking him to do. It had already been done, and they wouldn't believe it. Folks, we've been redeemed. Now, you and I have believed that, but there are millions of people out there who have not yet believed it. All they had to do was to recognize their lost condition. Recognize that Jesus Christ was the Savior. Jesus Christ is the one who was seeking them because they were lost and He would find them and He would bring them in. All they had to do was confess their lost condition, confess that Jesus Christ was God and confess that He had died for them and that He had provided for the way for them to be reconciled to the Father and ask Him to come into their life and they would be born again. But they don't believe it. Now, therefore, they're not. Now, there is a difference 
We know that we've been redeemed. We believe it. We know that we're being sanctified, and we believe that, hopefully. And we've heard a lot about the fact that we are righteous. Now, if we don't believe that, that does not change the fact that we're still righteous. But it does change the fact of how we think about ourselves. And if I don't think of myself as being righteous, then I have a problem. Shirley and I were listening to a tape. There's an illustration on it. I've got to share it with you. Now, you guys can identify with this. I realize you ladies might have a little more difficulty, except when you wash clothes. But you imagine, here are two guys. One of them has been working under the car all day long. He looks greasier than the engine. And uh, he's standing out dirty, filthy. And somebody, you know, is talking to them. And while they're talking, they happen to be sort of moving over near the, the, um, the curb. And it has rained. And there's dirty, muddy water in the street standing. And as they're talking, here comes a bus down the road. And you know what happens. It hits all that water and it goes. Now the guy who's got the grimy, filthy, dirty clothes on may not want to get wet, but he's not going to be too concerned about getting that muddy water splashed upon him, is he? Now the other person who's talking with him just happens to be somebody who's just come home from work, coat and tie, and just happens to be a nice, light-colored beige suit. Well, what's his reaction going to be? He does not want to get dirty. If I do not know that I am righteous, if I do not know that I have God's command that I am to be holy even as He is holy, then I'm not going to be too disturbed by a little more sin in my own life. But if I have come to grasp the fact that I am righteous, not because of who I am, but because of who He is and because of what He has done in me and for me, and because of that, I begin to see that since I am in the family of God, I ought to want to act like a person who's in the family of God then I'm going to want to run from sin rather than not be bothered by a little more sin getting on me. It changes my concept of how I live, how I act, how I respond to God speaking to me. Well, let's go on. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. <clears throat> Romans 5, 17. This has become one of my very favorite scripture verses. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Much more, much more. Much more than what? Much more than you can look out among you and see that there is physical death going on. Much more than you can look out among you and see that there is sin in the world. Much more than that. 
the person who receives the gift, the free gift of God, of the abundance of grace, and the free gift of righteousness, the person who receives that will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Now, folks, when I was 11 years old, I received the free gift of the abundance of grace. But I was 38 years old before I really came to understand the receiving, 37, before I really came to understand the receiving of the gift of righteousness. Recognizing that I am a child of God. I am a brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am day by day from glory to glory being changed, being sanctified as the Holy Spirit in me works in me and through me. And I am, while I am constantly being changed, the Father looks down at me and he does not see the person who started out in the rough. He sees the finished product. He sees the one who is righteous in Christ. Totally incomplete. And he doesn't see him finished in the future. He sees him finished now. And that's who I am. That's who you are. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. I just stumbled onto this scripture this, this week. I'll just give you a little bit of explanation for it. Where it talks about condemnation, it's talking about the law, talking about the Old Testament. Where it talks about righteousness, it's talking about the Spirit, it's talking about the New Testament. For if the ministry of condemnation has glory, much more does the ministry of righteousness, the ministry of righteousness, abound in glory. And folks, you know that when we're in Christ, there is no condemnation. We're no longer in condemnation, we're in righteousness. Well, let's go to the Old Testament. Just in case all this New Testament stuff from Paul is out of line, let's go see what Jeremiah has to say. Chapter 23. You know, I can't preach without going to the Old Testament. Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. Prophecy concerning Jesus himself. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I shall raise up for David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely, and this is his name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteousness. The Lord, our Righteousness. Remember, it's not what I've done that makes me righteous. He is my righteousness. He is the one who causes me to be righteousness. Well, let's look at Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. 
I can't figure it out, but then you told me your ways are higher than my ways, your thoughts are higher than my thoughts, so I'm stupid to try to figure you out anyway. You just said it, I receive it, I believe it, I'm going to walk in it. It's totally contrary to the way I thought in the past, the way I believed in the past, but it's in your word, and I receive it. I'm righteous because you said so. Now, God, you're going to have to do such a work in my life that I will begin to even feel it a little bit because, God, it's pretty difficult for me to identify my emotions and my life with what you've just said about me. You're saying, God, that I'm in your family. And there's sometimes I really feel like I'm very unworthy to be in your family. Now, God, I need you to do a work in me. Everything that is done in us, folks, is God's work to start with. So it's time we got honest with him and said, God, here's where I am. Do it. I give you myself. I let you do it. And as we do that, what's going to happen? As we receive that grace, that gift of righteousness, as we begin to recognize who we are, begin to align our lives with who we are, we're going to begin to find out something. Somebody's going to walk up to you and they're going to say, I've been watching you these last two weeks. What you've been going through would have been hell to me. And you've just gone through it on top. It's almost as if you were a, a queen or a king. You just seemed to live above what was happening in your family or what was happening in the community or what was happening in your church. Can you explain it? And you might say, yeah, just the Lord living through me. But folks, I can explain it. It's called Romans 5.17. You see, more than the sin that's in the world, more than the death that takes place every day, the person who receives the abundance of grace and receives the gift of righteousness will reign. People will look and say, you're living like a king, like a queen. Kings and queens, royalty reigns. My father is the king. Your father is the king. And we are children of the king. Therefore, we must reign. If we are not reigning, folks, we are not living like we're members of the family that we're in. We're living wrongly. We're living like the uh, prodigal son. Not in the same way, but in the sense that he moved himself out in a way we're living outside of who we really are. Well, let me close. With all this in mind, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin? Paul says no. Depending on which translation you pick up and which teenager you talk to who's been to Gothard, <laughs> he says no. May it never be. Absolutely not. God forbid. No. Now, I don't want to close on a negative vein. When we talk about are we to continue in sin? Don't conjure up the thought of 
adultery or stealing or murder or cursing or something like that. I would think more in line with walking in the flesh instead of walking by faith. You see, if we don't believe who God says we are, we're not walking by faith. We're walking in our own strength. And that's sin. We're to walk by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Impossible. God says, you're my child, you're my beloved child, I love you. I have provided everything necessary for you to live life. All the power necessary. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 and 18 doesn't talk about one kind of power or two times of power or three kinds of power, but talks about four kinds of power. Power multiplied 4x. That's the kind of power he's talking about that he wants to live in us and through us with as we believe him. That's our position in Christ. If you would like a little further study, I would encourage you. The second chapter of the Handbook of Happiness the entire book by Major W.E.N. Thomas called The Saving Life of Christ. In fact, I would say it's an absolute must for every believer's library, both of, the, both, both of those books. I highly recommend them. And there is on the table outside a sheet of paper that uh, has some further questions and comments and a few further scriptures concerning what we share tonight.